Welcome to The Fix Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Robeck. Each week on our show, we invite a special guest to share their knowledge on health, wellness, and better daily habits so you can have the life you deserve. Let's get started. We have Dr. Sam Wagon this morning. Um, he is my uh, business partner as well as partner in health. We are going to talk all things caffeine, energy drinks, and coffee today to make sure that people uh, can make the right choices, understand the good and bad. And uh, today, Sam is going to share some knowledge on what's good about coffee and, and best ways to ingest it, I suppose. So I'm going to let you get right into it. I know our country obviously loves coffee. So what's your take? Yeah, um, that's well said. It's the most widely used psychoactive drug in the world. So everybody loves their coffee. Um, and obviously we love the effects that we get from it, you know, making us more alert. People depend on this or swear by it to get them through the day. So what we did recently was, um, you know, kind of went through and looked at the research and what is good and what's bad for caffeine. And I think we could start by maybe going over how it works. I think that would be of interest to the listeners. Yeah, I think that would be, before we do that, can we define psychoactive? Um, I would say stimulating. It's probably the simplest way to put that. So the drugs that are altering our um, mental state. And, you know, it's, I think when you get into how it works, I think some people We'd have, we could use the word addictive habit forming. It's almost like I need to have it before I do X, Y, and Z. And, um, and that could be a good thing actually, from uh, what we've talked about in the past, uh, in the past and what I've researched. Uh, but let's get into like what it does, but also is it addicting? Yeah, we'll talk about that. And I, I think going back to what I first said, you know, saying drug, a lot of people don't view <laughs> coffee as a drug. Right? right? Because we're not thinking of that caffeine necessarily as, oh, there's a drug in there right. because it is so normalized. And just like you're saying, there are a lot of positive benefits. So we'll talk a little bit about um, kind of how it works and then we'll go from there. So really what caffeine does to create that stimulation and to make us feel so awake is really because it stops us from feeling the opposite and feeling asleep. So in our uh, brain, we have these receptors. It's called adenosine. Or I should say we have a molecule called adenosine, and that makes us sleepy. Okay. And what caffeine does is it's the same shape as that adenosine molecule. So in our brain, it can bind to those receptors and think of it as just being like a bouncer at a party. It stops. <laughs> um, maybe it stops the cops from getting in. So <laughs> it's stopping the party from being shut down. Nice. So it stops you from getting sleepy is really what caffeine does. It doesn't necessarily give us energy. We'll talk about that. You know, it stimulates our nervous system. So it makes us feel alert, but it doesn't really provide more energy. Um, I'm sure a lot of people can attest to maybe a lot of days in a row studying or just having to be awake for whatever life event and trying to power through with caffeine. But ultimately, you're still pretty tired. That is Really interesting. I'm going to go with most people had no clue that it was actually the reverse effect. It's not so much stimulating you. It's blocking the process of getting tired. Right. So without ever recharging, that battery is still going to run out. 
And in that same example, if you have like powered through a couple of days based on caffeine, when you did get to sleep, you probably slept quite a while or slept pretty sound. So you felt that um, you weren't uh, re-energizing with the caffeine, so to speak. You know, I have to remind myself all the time is that even though I don't feel tired, my body's still draining that battery, regardless of me blocking these receptors with caffeine. So you're fooling your body. Your body thinks it's alert, but it's actually it's on the red line of uh, needing more and more power. So when it runs out, you crash. Right. And maybe people uh, kind of side with that if you've taken a vacation or taken like a week off before and I'm sure you've had less caffeine than uh, if you have a pretty hectic life and that's something pretty consistent for you. And by the end of that, you probably actually feel a really a different level of energy or restfulness when you wake up in the morning. And that can be that difference of um, breaking your normalcy that you may have with your caffeine intake and uh, letting that kind of reset. We'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, if this is something that's really consistent for you. Right. And if, you know, obviously with our restart wellness program, most listeners right now are actually a part of the program or have heard about the program and I want to learn more. And, um, I think between you and I, and a few of our other wellness coaches, we hear from pretty much everyone. Do, are you going to take my coffee away? Can I still drink <laughs> coffee? How, if I can still drink coffee, what's the best way to drink my coffee? Uh, so much so they use the term my coffee and that's how yeah. much of a, a part of their life it actually is. Uh, so uh, their, you, their drug, it's their drugs, nobody else's. <laughs> but would you, uh, would, would you agree? That's a pretty common question you get. Yeah, it totally is. And uh, you know, just like we say in the beginning, it's the most commonly used. So of course, everybody is doing this all the time. We use caffeine, not just coffee. And we'll talk about some of those other sources. But nobody wants to give it up. It's very normalized in our society. And I would say uh, in the U.S., we have the most stimulated society or the most stimulated country by, by far. Mm -hmm. So it's very normalized. And patients do ask us all the time. And, uh, you know, what we're going to talk about, it's not about giving this up forever. But uh, there are ways we can maximize the benefits. And then there are things that you can do to give yourself a little bit of a reset if um, you're not really getting the positives of caffeine anymore and it has just become a habit. Um, I kind of say habit in a bit of a negative connotation yeah. where you're just doing it to do it. It's not really providing that for kick like it did at one point. That's why I love having you on the show. You take normal activities of daily living and tweak a few things to hack the body for a greater result and a healthier result. Uh, so why don't you get into it as far as uh, your next step and what you want to discuss? Yeah. So let's, um, I think we can start right there with kind of a tolerance for caffeine. Right. Mm -hmm. And like Sean is saying, uh, you know, evaluating routines is really important because at one point you put something in your routine because it was adding a benefit to your life. Right. right. And uh, like most people, you know, caffeine probably didn't taste great the first couple of times you had it, but, uh, and like most things in our culture, we seek to be accepted and you, you trudged on and, uh, you did see some great benefits from caffeine because you're more alert. And when you're working, it does help us to kind of lock in a little bit better. I think we can all attest to that. You know, it does stimulate our central nervous system. So 
it's maximizing some of the benefits or um, benefits aren't the right word, but I guess skills, so to speak, that we have as humans. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, you know, we can focus a lot more than we normally do and we can heighten our senses. Maybe that's the word I'm looking for. Right. So you've experienced those good benefits. But over time, if it has become so routine that either the tolerance of caffeine has gone up to a level that you're now putting in so much just to get a benefit, it's negative, right? We're now running um, more risk or just more debt than reward. How about that? Or you're someone who, you know, it's just always been part of your routine, but now it's just not doing anything for you. So let's talk about that first one of if you're really overdoing it. And I think one thing, and maybe you've got this question as well, but not only do people ask about giving up caffeine, but I find that's interesting that a lot of people don't really have a sense of how much caffeine they take in. Right. You know, they may know cups of coffee, Mm -hmm. but not that correlation back to how much caffeine. So let's talk about that a little bit so everybody can kind of put themselves in uh, maybe the right bin as we go forward. So typically, uh, let's use coffee as our frame of reference here. If you had a coffee with a shot of espresso, you're looking at about 90 milligrams of caffeine. And then if we work our way down, like a black tea, it's probably 80 milligrams. Chocolate, like a dark chocolate, a cacao, mm-hmm. that's about 30. And then soda is about the same 30. If you're going the opposite way, then a lot of caffeine drinks would fall in this depending on the size or how much espresso. Most of your energy drinks, we're going to be in the 120 milligram range. And then upwards of that, you're moving into like caffeine pills, some of the bigger energy drinks like Bang or a pre-workout type of energy drink, right. that's more like 300 milligrams. Wow. So so basically three cups of coffee. Yeah. Your range, yeah. We'll just call a cup of coffee 100, and about three cups of coffee is some of the high-end um, energy drinks. So that normal range for somebody, we're going for about 200 to 400. Okay. And 200 might even seem like a lot. I think to people, it seems like sticker shock when they see that. Like, I don't have that. Right. <laughs> like, it was also coming from the person that didn't know how much caffeine was in the coffee. Yeah. But it seems like a lot, right? 200. But even if you have one cup of coffee and then you had a bar of chocolate and then later had a soda, I think a lot of Americans can side with that intake. Not saying I approve of it, but that's 200 milligrams right there. Right. And most people don't have one cup of coffee if you drink coffee. So that 200 to 400 is pretty normalized, albeit probably pretty high compared to other countries. I would say maybe 100 to 300 is more realistic, mm-hmm. a little bit lower. But anyways, so that 200 to 400 uh, kind of gives us a range. Would you say, um, I don't mean to cut you off, but there would, I don't no. mean to cut you, the one thing, the one, the what I what I see the most with our wellness clients is that they'll it's the same thing with alcohol is that they'll start to tell me about how much caffeine they ingest on a daily basis. And they'll start to have this little sense of guilt as they start to say it because they don't know if it's wrong or right, but they'll start to sink back in their chair and their eyes will kind of creep up in their forehead as they look at me. And I think the, what we have to identify is that everybody is different and we have to, um, I think a great question would be like, what's a toxic dose? What's going to, what's going to really hurt us, stimulate us too much, create a cardiac event. 
Um, or is, is, or is there no toxic dose of caffeine? So, uh, that's a, it's a great question. Um, probably not something you hear on the news often, right? Someone <laughs> overdosed on caffeine. Right. Um, so we tend to hear more of the other negative effects, but yeah, a toxic dose, it would be about uh, 10 grams of caffeine. So that's the equivalent of about a hundred cups of coffee. Got it. Or 50 energy drinks. Got it. So that's a, you'd, you'd have to be trying pretty hard yeah. to um, get the caffeine in. Got it. So I think more people experience the negative of just maybe you're going over kind of that daily healthy range or you're just ranging really on the high end. Uh, I can speak from experience on this one and I w- will say, you know, we're not, I'm not shy of having some energy drinks or having caffeine in my life, but I've definitely gone and seen myself where the tolerance goes up, 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 intake goes up, up, up. And then it kind of starts to lose the effect and I trend on more of these negative effects. And at those times, I'll do a little bit of a reset. So if you're starting to feel some of these things like more anxious, you're getting headaches, you're having a hard time um, sleeping, or you're not um, like feeling as rested. Maybe you are falling asleep because you're exhausted, right. but you're not waking up feeling rested. It might be time to do a, a reset. And fortunately for myself, I've never had a negative effect when I'm able to just go cold turkey. Right. I know that many people do not go through that same experience and they get headaches. And these are normal things to feel. You also may feel very tired because kind of that science I shared in the beginning was when we have more of those receptors or sorry, the caffeine that's blocking those receptors, your body builds more of them. So that's why your tolerance goes up because to get the same impact, you now have to put in more caffeine to block more. So go back to our party example, Mm -hmm. the bigger the party, the more bouncers to block more cops. So want to keep having fun. <laughs> that's what happens. But imagine now we're like, uh oh, COVID's hitting us hard. We gotta cut all the bouncers. Mm-hmm. Now the cops are rushing in. So that party gets shut down fast. So you if you try to stop caffeine before and you get tired, you probably feel really tired, like sleeping beauty tired. Yep. Because you have so many of those receptors, but now there's nobody to stop the cops from coming in. That will normalize over time. And they, the studies have shown it takes us about seven days. And, you know, from an optimum health perspective, would I recommend that? Yes, I would. I would actually do a little longer. I just finished doing a, a month. I, I don't think that's necessary for every single person. But would I recommend a week, 100% no caffeine? Yes. However, we can take some steps to get there because if you've chronically taken in caffeine, you've experienced this for, or used this for a long time, you may feel a lot of those rebound effects. Yeah. So you can just ease your way back. Start with something simple, one cup less, <laughs> or reducing some of those easier, small um, milligram containing items, like don't have the soda, don't have the tea, don't have the um, chocolate bar. So start to cut it out in those small chunks and then work your way up to maybe it's a half a half a half a cup. So 
do what works for you, but I would strive to get to a one week free time. And uh, to be clear, when Sam says chocolate bar, he means dark chocolate, uh, not milk chocolate. And there's a lot of benefits. Nothing, to dark. Yeah. Nothing you can buy at the checkout line unless you're in oh, probably a Whole Foods, Sprouts, Trader Joe's. We're talking a cacao that is probably more than 75% dark chocolate bar. Right. And I think people that are wondering, am I, am I, in, is my, am I adapting too much to the ca- amount of caffeine I'm taking in? A good tell for you is this. If let's say you're, you had an espresso, you would, you could thrive off an espresso for four to six hours, or maybe you have a, a coffee to go to and before you go to the gym, but now that just doesn't do it for you. Now, maybe it's time to realize that and say, I'm going to back off a little bit until a cup of coffee before the gym or to get me through four to six hours is enough. So we don't keep ramping up and those receptors don't accommodate. So look at your own daily habits and what you've been doing in the past when you got that response from caffeine that you've enjoyed and then taper it back until you get back to that point, I think is a good piece of advice. Yeah, as a barometer and kind of ask yourself, you know, how do I feel after those intakes? Um, I would say what we kind of guide clients on uh, is try to use it as a time when you would maximize it. You know, I I try to say, don't, don't do it just to do it. And that's really with anything in our health. But, you know, oh, I I just enjoy my afternoon coffee. Like, okay, why? Yes. (laughs) Is it really, if it comes down to just a taste thing, like, okay, let's make a tea that's decaf or can we have decaf or do something like that? You know, if you enjoy your, that cup of coffee and then you sit and read like, well, that's a pretty relaxing activity. So let's maximize that benefit by really making it relaxing because there's so many good benefits for your body then. But when you have your caffeine earlier in the day, let's structure that around when you're really going to work because your body is already in this alert state. Let's optimize those senses. So we really help people create routines where we can build around things that you like to put into your diet or you like to have be a part of your routine in your life. But it's just finding that moderation that works for you. And, you know, do we need to reset? Do we need to shift things a little bit? Um, we can do that stuff. And let's, uh, there's, you know, habit is important. People have their daily routines and some people really enjoy going to that cafe because it's a nice home feel away from home. And what do you do when you go there? You're obviously going to spend anywhere from five dollars to fifteen dollars on a daily basis because it's a habit you enjoy it it's a place where you can decompress work a little bit and not be within the chaos of either work environment or the home environment and then because you're in the cafe it's pretty much um some semi-mandatory to purchase something that has caffeine in it and you may not need it but you have to do it and then next thing you know that parlay is into taking it home at 5 p.m which is going to disrupt your sleep cycle and so we have to identify our daily habits that are a bit unnecessary or if we are in that cafe we can make different choices yeah we're not asking you to give up the cafe you know there's a big difference between going to that cafe and just getting a tea or a decaf Mm -hmm. than the feel of going to the bar and not drinking yeah. Right. And just getting water. Right. That is a very different atmosphere. So we're not asking you to give those type of things up. And just like I said, everyone's going to work their way back different. If you are one of those people that need to do a little bit of a reset, but even if you don't see yourself feeling negative effects, giving some time off of caffeine 
it's still a good idea. Um, you know, real, just like any of the different eating styles that we talk about, uh, having some of that variety is really good. I look forward to your book of analogies at some point. That is going to be... We're getting, we're getting there, we're getting, slowly but surely. <laughs> it's very impressive. Uh, let's talk about the um, what's great about caffeine. What, how can it help our body? Um, so a couple things. Uh, we talked about the alertness, right? We definitely feel more alert. It's easier to focus. Uh, one other one would be your strength. And I coincidentally actually did a study on this in undergrad where we had a subject come in. They just did very simple bicep curls, as many as she could. Um, we tested this three separate times. And then we had her do this with caffeine. Um, I believe we actually used a caffeine pill. So it's 200 milligrams. And she was able to do almost 50% more. Wow. And this was not like a trained, highly trained individual. So, you know, the improvement was pretty substantial. Um, so when we talk about making a routine and using things when we're maximizing what our body is already doing, Yes, a pre-workout makes sense mm -hmm. because we can get those benefits of caffeine. But if you're just overloading that, and when we talk about that tolerance of 200 or 400, and you have a pre-workout that can trend upwards of 300 to 350, and then you couple that with your already a caffeine drinker, you're going to get to the negative side of caffeine pretty fast. Yep. So keeping it on the positive part, can we use it to improve our strength? Totally. So for some performance things, some people use it for running. I come from a running background. I can never say that I used caffeine prior. I just didn't, uh, I didn't feel great on that, but people have, do experience that and like it. It's much more popular now in that distance community. They have it built into some of the gels and the chews. So when it comes to mental performance, physical performance, caffeine is great. It's been shown to improve IQ scores. Um, I think anyone who has gone through substantial schooling can attest to its ability to help us focus. Yep. Um, you know, when we can really lock in information, uh, something you learn in neurology is your neurons that fire together, wire together. So if we can use this caffeine and focus on something we're studying, now we can build our own little neural network of if I always have caffeine at this time and this place when I study this subject, we can reinforce that. Right. Um, you couple that with caffeine has a strong, recognizable smell. Smell is one of our strongest ties in our memory. So, yeah, it's not only going to improve the IQ score when you're taking a test, but in preparation for and studying and information recall can be really helpful. So I'd say those are uh, kind of the strength, strength and stamina, as well as some brain power are definitely benefits of caffeine. Um, one that we'll kind of talk about the, the false truth of this too, but caffeine definitely helps us lose fat or it mobilizes fat to be used as energy. So it does help free up fat to be burned. It doesn't mean it necessarily incinerates it. <laughs> so that is kind of a, maybe a half truth or a false truth on that part. You're um, you know, I want to come full circle on this and uh, make sure people understand there are benefits to caffeine, but also realize we by far live in the most stimulated country in the world. So 
ask yourself, do we need to be stimulated more? Sometimes we do, but are we doing it out of habit? And are we going to the negative effects of caffeine? And only you can answer that question for yourself. But if you do have confusions, please reach out to us at fixbodygroup.com or visit us on our Instagram page. Sam, do you have any information out there anywhere else that people can uh, get this type of information or, uh, or uh, other wellness uh, tips? Um, yeah, I would say follow us on social media. I don't know if you just said this, but our Instagram is a great resource. So fixed body group and as well as our YouTube and Facebook, um, through those platforms, we definitely share a lot of information. Um, and then join, um, we've been creating some Facebook groups. So find us on Facebook and, uh, you know, look at some of the groups that we have and I know you'll find the right one for you. So you can interact with me and Sean during the week and get some more, more of this information. Thanks, Sam. You're a wealth of information. I actually learned a few things that I did not know today. And uh, looking forward to having you on here shortly again, talking about all things fasting. So we will talk well, and hopefully have you on in a couple of weeks. I'm glad I have not worn out my welcome. And uh, <laughs> I look forward to chatting with everyone soon. Thanks, Sam. Have a good day. All right. You too. Bye. Hey, everyone. I hope you enjoyed our show. If you did, please like and subscribe to stay tuned. See you next week on another episode of The Fix Podcast.